What's up, everybody? JT Sports here. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be giving you guys my top 10 wide receiver prospects heading into the 2022 NFL Draft. Already did my top 10 quarterbacks going into the upcoming NFL Draft. Make sure that you guys go ahead and check that out. There'll be a card popping up, so you guys can go ahead and check out that episode. Also, if this is your first time listening to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure that you go ahead and follow me on all of my social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at JT Sports underscore underscore. And you can follow me on Instagram at JT Sports underscore. Also, make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast. Available on all podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, the JT Sports Podcast is available. Lastly, make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel. Now, when you look at this wide receiver class, this is one of the deepest wide receiver classes that we have had since 2020. Like 2020 has been regarded as one of the greatest draft classes ever when it comes to wide receivers but I feel like this draft class could be really special and I think that this draft class could potentially end up challenging that 2020 class for the title because there are like six wide receivers inside of my top 10 that I have first round grades and there's a couple that came really close to having first round grades also and I'm going to start off at number 10 with Georgia wide receiver George Pickens he's 6'3 195 pounds He didn't really play that much last season because he ended up having a ACL injury during spring practice of last year, which pretty much kept him sidelined for the majority of the 2021 college football season. But George Pickens has been really productive throughout his time with the Georgia Bulldogs ever since he first arrived there his freshman year. He has great length, long arms, incredible ball skills, good body control. However, the thing with George Pickens is that He struggles against press coverage. He struggles against more physical corners. And you would like him to be more physical because he's 6'3", 195 pounds. So he has really good size. And he has the potential to be a really elite wide receiver in the NFL however you would like to see him play way more physical and a little bit more you know physical for his size because he's 6'3 195 pounds so you would like you know him to be a little bit more stronger when it comes to his play strength but overall this is somebody who has one of the highest ceilings out of all of the wide receiver prospects in the 2022 NFL draft just because you look at the size you look at the skill set and you look look at the athleticism and if he can improve his strength and his physicality he could probably end up being the best wide receiver from this draft class he reminds me a lot of AJ Green you know similar build I like how their length were coming out of college so I think that George Pickens has a lot of upside and I expect him to get drafted between the second and third round of the draft At number nine, I have Jalen Tolbert, 6'1", 194 pounds out of South Alabama. Last season, he caught 82 passes for 1,474 receiving yards, eight touchdowns, and he was averaging 18 yards per reception. Great production throughout his time for South Alabama. Even though South Alabama is, you know, a lower level um, school, 
and they don't really play top-notch competition week in and week out. When they did play good competition, Jalen Tolbert rose up to the occasion every single time. And there's not too many games where Jalen Tolbert didn't have an impact. Like, he was probably one of the more underrated wide receivers in all of college football. And he has great footwork. Obviously, the production is there. However, he does suffer from the occasional drops. And I do feel like his rookie season, he's probably going to end up having a good amount of drops, which is probably going to, you know, limit how productive he could be during his rookie campaign. However, drops are something that can be improved and they normally are something that rookies struggle with and that they improve over time. So I'm not really concerned about the drops. However, you know, he does struggle catching the ball in traffic whenever he has a defender laying around. You kind of would like him to be a little bit more secure when it comes to throwing him the football and coverage. But you look at Jalen Tolbert. I know he comes from a small school, but don't let that shy you away from the fact that this guy is an absolute baller. Every time South Alabama played top-notch competition, Jalen Tolbert showed up every single time so you look at Jalen Tolbert I think he's going to be a good day two pick for whoever's able to land him I've seen projections that had him going as high as early second and I've seen some projections that have him going as late as the fifth round but Jalen Tolbert in my opinion definitely is going to be one of the best wide receivers from this draft class when it's all said and done the footwork is there I think he has really good route running I just think that Jalen Tolbert has all of the skill set to be a really good wide receiver too in this league David Bell comes in at number eight, six one, two hundred and twelve pounds out of Purdue University. This guy was a monster for the Boilmakers. Ninety three passes that he caught last season in twenty twenty one. One thousand two hundred eighty six receiving yards and six receiving touchdowns. This guy understands the wide receiver position. Like this guy gets it. He understands how to attack coverages he understands how to attack you know defensive backs depending on their leverage like this guy is a football nerd and you guys love you guys know one thing about me is that I love highly intellectual football players because when you get to the NFL you're not just going to be able to skate by purely off athleticism and athletic ability. You're also going to have to be able to understand the game. You're going to have to have a good knowledge and comprehension of what defenses are trying to do. And when you look at David Bell, this guy has one of the highest football IQs out of all the wide receivers that are in this draft class. He also is very good when it comes to getting off the line. This guy has a pretty good release and... The thing with David Bell is like he doesn't have that second gear or he doesn't kick that second gear in quick enough. And that's one big thing about David Bell is that the acceleration and the burst isn't there. He also isn't really good when it comes to finishing through contested catches. But everything goes, David Bell is a really solid wide receiver. You know, really good after, you know, the catch, really good hands, really productive for Purdue. Like, there's times where he seemed to be the only offensive weapon that Purdue had. So, you look at David Bell. He definitely is going to be a good day two 
or a good round three, round four option. He's going to make the team really happy. On top of that, you know, I also think that this potential that maybe he could get taken in the second round. On top, also, I like David Bell simply for the fact that I think he has a really good leadership quality about him. I was reading a couple of articles before recording this, and a lot of people from the Purdue program, like they admire David Bell's leadership, his work ethic. He's one of the first guys in, last guys out the building. You love that. I think David Bell has really good potential to be a really high level wide receiver too, and probably could be a low level wide receiver one. Number seven, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. He's one of my favorite wide receivers in this draft class. He's 5'11", 178 pounds. Last season for Penn State, he caught 71 receptions for 1,182 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns, and he averaged 12 yards per reception. Immediately when you see Jahan Dotson play, this dude is a pinball. He has a lot of wiggle. He's exceptionally quick in space. I mean, this guy's route running is amongst the best in this draft class. This guy has precision cuts. On top of that, he has elite acceleration. For David Bell, I was talking about how his acceleration wasn't all that great. It took him a while. It takes him a while to get up to that second gear. For Jahan Dotson... It's just like that. This guy can get into that second gear quick, fast, and in a hurry. And if you have to tackle this guy in open space, good luck because he most definitely is going to have a high chance of making you miss. However, you look at the knocks on Jahan Dotson. His play strength, he isn't the strongest, so you kind of wonder how good is he going to be when it comes to finishing catches through contact. On top of that, he's not really the greatest wide receiver when it comes to catching balls in traffic. He isn't going to win a lot of 50-50 balls. However, he is a really good wide receiver if you need somebody who you want to get the ball out to in space or if you're somebody who likes to run a lot of short, intermediate passing concepts. Jahan Dotson would be a very good fit in a West Coast line like offense you look at Jahan Dotson also there's been a lot of comparisons to Emmanuel Sanders and I definitely see it he could be a really good deep ball threat on top of that he has the versatility that he can not only play outside wide receiver but he can play inside the slot as well Jahan Dotson is my seventh ranked wide receiver Number six, we have Alabama wide receiver John Mechie 5'11 187 pounds I am surprised at how many people are low on John Mechie. Like, there are many people who don't even have John Mechie inside of their top 10. And the knock that everybody seems to have on John Mechie is that he's not an incredible athlete. He also isn't that explosive coming off the line. But even though he's not the most athletic and he's not super explosive, he does everything really well. I mean, he's solid in every aspect of his game. He's a solid route runner. He's solid getting off the line. Like, he's just an overall solid wide receiver. And I think that's why a lot of people aren't that high on him. Because when you look at the other wide receivers going into this draft class and other wide receivers that I have on this list, they all have elite trait about them. They all have something that makes them, they all have a trait that stands out. 
for John Mechie, he doesn't really have a standout trait. He's just a wide receiver that's pretty solid in every aspect of his game, but he's not a wide receiver that has too many elite aspects in his game. However, he is really physical. He's one of the more physical wide receivers in this draft. Really good blocker. On top of that, he plays bigger than his size. He's listed as 5'11", 187 pounds. This whole time, I was thinking that he was at least 6'1", 200 because when you watch him play, this is somebody who loves to play through contact, really physical. I remember back in the SEC championship game, it was 2020, Mac Jones threw an interception, and then John Mechie came out of nowhere and laid the hammer to him. So this is one of the more physical wide receivers that you're going to find in this draft. He also has really good hands. He probably has some of the softest hands in this draft class. He doesn't really drop a lot of passes, and he's somebody who you can rely on. So I know with John Mechie, he doesn't have elite speed, elite athleticism or anything that really pops out. But however, with the fact that he's already a pretty solid wide receiver, I think that in two or three years, he's going to end up becoming what Devontae Adams is with the Green Bay Packers because that was the common knock that many people had on Devontae Adams when he was coming out of Fresno State. They say he wasn't the most explosive. He didn't really have a lot of great traits. He was just a solid wide receiver prospect that was solid and you know several areas of his game however he didn't have any elite areas of his game so you look at John Mechie coming in he has a pretty solid skill set that as long as he continues to develop you know he's going to be a pretty solid all-around wide receiver so the upside for John Mechie I think he could end up being a really good wide receiver one I think he could end up being a elite wide receiver one just because you know he's already solid and as long as he continues to polish all aspects of his game you know he's going to be really good at everything and I think that's what a lot of people fail to realize with wide receivers like John Mechie everybody in the draft you know goes off athleticism how big you are how fast you can run but nobody really just looks at you know the traits that you possess that look well on paper that can translate nicely to the next level and although John Mechie isn't an elite athlete he does have a lot of traits that can translate well to the nice level physical great hands solid route runner like he's just a solid wide receiver prospect and I think that's what turns a lot of people off is that he's solid not great in anything Drake London comes in at number five for me, 6'4", 219 pounds out of USC. 2021, he caught 88 receptions for 1,084 receiving yards, seven touchdowns, and average 12.3 yards per reception. This guy has incredible size, 6'4", 219 pounds. Like, that's a mismatch nightmare. On top of that, this guy has a great catch radius. However... The knock on Drake London for me is the speed. You know, he doesn't have great long speed. He doesn't really have great acceleration neither. And that's a reason why he struggles when it comes to creating separation. And I think Drake London is going to be similar to like in Mike Evans. He's going to be somebody that is really good when it comes to catching the football in traffic. He's going to be somebody who you're going to love throwing those 50-50 balls to downfield because he's a great athlete. Even though he doesn't have great speed, like this guy is a phenomenal athlete. Great hops, former basketball player, so he knows how to kind of box people out. 
I just love Drake London as a prospect. You know, I know the speed isn't there and he may not be the greatest at creating separation as you would like to. However, you just look at the physicality that he has in his size. Like, there's just no reason why any team shouldn't give him a look for the first round. And I expect him to be drafted in the first round. And worst case scenario, he gets drafted the middle of the second round. Like, he has a lot of good traits. Reminds me a lot of Michael Pittman. You know, Michael Pittman, not really the most explosive. However, really good size, a really good catch radius. And he's somebody who can keep the chains moving. He can be a reliable option for you. Drake London comes in at number five for me. Number four, Jamison Williams, probably my favorite wide receiver prospect in this draft class. One of my favorite prospects overall, transferred out of Ohio State, transferred to Alabama, was one of the best wide receivers in the nation, caught 79 passes for 1,572 yards, 15 touchdowns, and averaged 19.9 yards per reception. I was reading some articles from a couple of scouts and they were basically talking about how fast they felt Jamison Williams would have ran in the NFL Combine that passed not too long ago. And the answers were kind of mind-boggling to me. There were one one person out there who said that they thought that Jamison Williams would have been able to run a 418 or 419. There were some people that had him projected to have like a 424 or even a 421. So we really don't have a good you know, test number when it comes to the true speed of Jamison Williams, but you don't really need to see this guy running a 40 and a tank talk and shorts to understand just how fast this guy is. This guy may be one of the fastest human beings and on earth. He's great after the catch. We obviously know he possesses Olympic-like track speed. However, he does struggle getting off the press when he's manned up against physical corners. On top of that, he is coming off an ACL injury that he suffered against UGA in the national championship. So you don't know just how ready is he going to be come the start of the NFL season. You also don't know how many games is he going to miss. On top of that, you don't even know how healthy he's going to be if he is even going to be healthy enough to suit up at all his rookie season. And when you're drafting a wide receiver early within the first, you know, four rounds you're hoping that you can draft a wide receiver that's able to get on the field right away however for Jamison Williams you know that ACL injury is kind of going to hold him back if it wasn't for that ACL injury he probably would be a lock for the top 15 of the draft but also when you look at Jamison Williams this guy is a competitor he's tough he fights on every single play like I just love Jamison Williams I know a lot of people are going to hard on you know his ACL injury and his size and whatnot because he's only 179 pounds but I do think that overall Jamison Williams has a skill set that meshes well with today's NFL. You know, today's NFL, it's pretty much all about speed. Everybody wants who's the fastest wide receiver, and everybody just wants to run those wide receivers on slant routes, drag routes, screen routes, and bubble screens, and also have them run deep routes down the field to utilize that speed. And Jamison Williams is definitely that kind of wide receiver that fits that mode. And one good thing about having a wide receiver that has elite track light speed like Jamison Williams is that 
they're a fit in any offense. Like every offense can can use a speed demon like a Jamison Williams. So that's why you have guys like Robbie Anderson who have been able to carve out a solid career in the NFL just being speed demons because every good offense in the NFL at least has at least one or two fast wide receivers on their roster. You can never have too many great fast wide receivers that possess Olympic-like speed. Coming in at number three, I have one of two Ohio State wide receivers that are on this list. Wide receiver Chris Olave, six foot, 187 pounds, caught 65 passes for the Buckeyes last season for 936 receiving yards, 13 touchdowns, and average 14.4 yards per reception. Now, Chris Olave was kind of like the quiet wide receiver of the Ohio State receiving room you know like their wide receiver room was absolutely fantastic this past season like it's nasty you already had Garrett Wilson you had Jason Smith and then you had Chris Olave and when you watch Chris Olave play like this dude is uh, he reminds me exactly like Keenan Allen, just a faster version of Keenan Allen. Great route running, incredible body control. However, you know, like when it comes to his playmaking ability after the catch, it's kind of average in my opinion. You know, like his play strength also, he needs to bulk up a little bit, get a little bit more stronger because I do think that he could end up possibly getting pushed around by more physical corners and the NFL at the next level. But however, you look at Chris Olave, like I think he could end up having a impactful rookie season immediately with how good he is as a route runner. And on top of that, you could play him in the slot. You could also play him outside. Me personally, I would think that he would be way more effective at the next level playing inside of the slot just because how good of a route runner he is and how incredible of body control he has. However, you look at Chris Olave, like if you're drafting a wide receiver in the first round, you're drafting a first-round wide receiver to pretty much primarily play outside. You, you're not going to too often draft too many wide receivers in the first just to play them inside the slot. However, he does have that versatility that you can play him wherever, inside, outside, the numbers, he can do it all. On top of that, you know... When you look at Chris Olave, I think he has the potential to end up being a top 10 wide receiver in this league because he's kind of, I kind of was sleeping on Chris Olave. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Like before the college football season ended, like I considered Chris Olave to be one of the most overrated wide receivers heading into the 2022 NFL draft. But the more tape I've watched on Chris Olave, the more I have grown to like him. And when you look at, you know, past prospects and what intangibles and what skill sets that they had that ended up translating well, you know, definitely route running and body control is really critical. So Chris Olave comes in at number three for me. Number two, I have... Traylon Burke, 6'2", 225 pounds out of the University of Arkansas. Last season for the Razorbacks, he caught 66 passes for 1,104 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, and averaged 16.7 yards per reception. He had a poor combine. A lot of people were really disappointed with his combine performance. He ran a 4 5 40-yard dash, which, you know, like, 
isn't bad for his size. However, you know, like going into the combine, a lot of people were coming in with the assumption that Traylon Burks was just going to be this freakish athlete that was going to test out of this world. He was going to run like a 4-4 or something. Like he was just going to have a credible workout and it didn't really happen. But the poor workout doesn't scare me okay I don't really care that much about the combine because at the end of the day football is played in helmets and pads not shorts and tank tops so I don't really care too much about his combine performance you watch this man play on the field you see one of the smoothest 6'2 225 wide receivers that you ever will find like this guy is super smooth like it should be illegal how smooth Traylon Burks moves at his size like you watch this guy run like he's just smooth it's like he's basically running routes on the air like this is a smooth physical big wide receiver like this guy just knows how to move properly and on top of that he has really good body control also and he's really good getting off the line for his size. Like, there's not too many 6'2", 225 wide receivers that have as many moves that Traylon Burks can give you on the line. He can he can just manhandle you with his strength, or he can just finesse his way with his different um, combinations of releases. However, the downfall with Traylon Burks is he's pretty average after the catch. You know, like, kind of disappointed me. When it comes to his combine time, I was hoping that he was going to run a 4-4-4. However, that didn't happen. He ran a 4-5-5. So I questioned his long speed. He's not really going to be somebody who's going to make a lot of people miss in the open field after the catch. So his yak ability kind of is the reason why I didn't have him as my wide receiver run. But he definitely has all the makings and the potential to be a top three wide receiver in this league. Like this is a smooth football player. I've never seen a full I've never seen a wide receiver run this smooth and play this smooth at this size ever like you remember dk metcalf like dk metcalf was just big and fast okay he's just a great athlete he wasn't really smooth he had to come and improve his route running he has turned into a really great wide receiver you look at Traylon burks man like this guy should immediately come out the gate balling like he can catch 50 50 balls he can move the chains for you like Traylon Burks can do everything you need a wide receiver one can do he can run the deep routes he can run the short intermediate routes like this guy is a phenomenal prospect a lot of people keep comparing him to AJ Brown I definitely see it you see the body type this the build and on top of that AJ Brown is also really smooth despite how big he is so Traylon Burks comes in at number two for me before I get into my number one overall wide receiver prospect for the 2022 NFL draft make sure that you guys like the video subscribe to the channel upload nfl videos and college football videos daily also make sure that you check out the jt sports podcast every video that's uploaded on the channel is available in audio format on every single podcasting platform apple podcast spotify podcast google podcast wherever you get your podcast from the jt sports podcast is available at number one, I have Garrett Wilson, six foot, one hundred and eighty-three pounds, out of Ohio State. He is the second OSU wide receiver on this list. He caught seventy receptions last season for the Buckeyes, one thousand fifty-eight receiving yards, caught twelve touchdown passes, 
and recorded 15.1 yards per reception. You look at Garrett Wilson, definitely may be the most explosive wide receiver after the catch in this draft behind Jamison Williams. Now, he doesn't possess the speed that Jamison Williams possesses. However, he's not too shabby also. He can also run with the best of them, just not as fast as Jamison Williams. After the catch, like, this dude makes everybody miss. Like, I don't know if people are just scared to tackle him or what it is, but this guy is just a machine once he gets the ball after the catch. And in the NFL, this guy is just going to be one of those people who you just give a slant or a bubble screen to, and he can just go. He can just fly. He also has the versatility that he can play outside the numbers, and he can play inside in the slot if you want him to. However, you know, like, With me having him as my number one wide receiver, my number one wide receiver normally is somebody who is well-polished and isn't overall raw. And you look at Garrett Wilson, he's really raw, okay? Like, his route running definitely needs uh, needs improvement. He's not as good as a route runner as Traylon Burks or Chris Olave or even Jamison Williams or John Dotson. So his route running definitely does need to improve. But you look at the athletic ability and you look at the potential. Like he has the highest upside out of any other wide receiver in this draft class other than George Pickens and Traylon Burke. So he comes in third in potential. But you just look at the skill set that he has after the catch. I don't think that Traylon Burks and George Pickens have the kind of yak ability that um Garrett Wilson has so he improves the route running he bulks up in the weight room and gets stronger he's going to end up in my opinion being the best wide receiver from this draft class and that's why I have him as my number one wide receiver going into the 2022 NFL draft so everybody this is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast I appreciate you guys for tuning in make sure that you guys go ahead leave a five-star review on the podcast go to any podcasting platform or service that you prefer look up the jt sports podcast it should pop up and leave a five-star review or you can scroll down to the description scroll down a little bit inside of the description and it will have my spotify and apple podcast links it will take you directly to them make sure that you guys go ahead check those out and i appreciate you guys for tuning in to this episode of the jt sports podcast